Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. As well as the Making Star Wars Podcast Network. From the moment Laura Syracuse found out about Rose Tico's role in The Last Jedi, she was all in. Find out why Laura is so excited and empowered by seeing her heritage represented in the Star Wars universe and hear about Kelly Marie Tran's reaction to seeing Laura's Rose Tico cosplay. You have to be pretty into Star Wars at the moment to know who Rose Tico is. Yeah, a lot of the Star Wars fans, uh, they, they knew who I was. They were all like, yeah, um, all the Asians. <laughs> <laughs> the majority of the Asians who saw me um, who weren't in Star, in Star Wars garb, they were just like, Rose Tico, Rose Tico, <laughs> and it, and then and then uh, like because like I, I have so much pride in being Asian, I'm just like yeah, and then like we have like we have the Asian nod to each other. We're like yeah, like Asians. <laughs> 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 we actually do that when you see an Asian person at a convention. You're just like. You just have the nod. It's like, hey, I see you. <laughs> and <laughs> it's a super fun chat, and you might just learn a thing or two. This is Steel Wars episode 148. Laura Syracuse celebrating Rose Tico and meeting Kelly Marie Tran. This episode of Steel Wars is brought to you by Harry's Shavers. At Harry's, it's all about a great shave at a fair price. And there is no fairer price than free trial offer, which is what you can get if you go to harrys.com forward slash Steel Wars. And if you cover the shipping, which is just $3, Harry's will send you out their trial shave set for free. That is harrys.com forward slash Steel Wars. Seriously, it's free, and the shavers are really good. Just just do it now. Go on. Now. Go. Harrys.com forward slash Steel Wars. It's in the show notes. It's on the site. Go on. Come on. Quick. Hey, you guys. Welcome to Steel Wars. I am comedian Steel Saunders, and I do love Star Wars. And each week, we find someone of interest to talk about it with, and... We're out here in Pasadena in a... It, it's like, I don't know where we are, Laura, but it's it's like Borders has been reincarnated. Mm-hmm. We're in the ghost of Borders <laughs> out the front, enjoying a coffee, and I'm with today's guest. It's Laura Syracuse. How are you? Good. How are you doing? I, I'm just enthralled by this bookshop. What's a bookshop called? Uh, Romans. Romans. So it's like a hipster version of Borders. <laughs> Really, I I don't know if I can make the hipster thing, but a fan of borders. But I have I've got a bone to pick with you because when I got here, we'd never met before, and we hadn't really decided. We just decided we we're going to meet in this shop, and I didn't realize it was so big. So I immediately I haven't checked my phone yet. I go to the Star Wars book section. You're not there. <laughs> then I check my messages, and you're in the cafe. So I'm I'm, I'm right now. 
<laughs> I'm started out fake fan, not waiting in the Star Wars book section. But how do you know I wasn't there already? And then I read everything and I left. All right, we're going to have to go to security and look through the videotapes and see if this checks out. I'm a regular. <laughs> <laughs> they know me. So we're out in Pasadena. Do you ever go to the Pasadena Rose Bowl? The, the, uh, yes. the flea market thing? Yes. That is the best. It's amazing. I always try to look for all the geeky stuff there. Mm. Um, but it's always scattered already where they have only like the bad stuff left. <laughs> you got to wake up earlier. I know. I should. <laughs> What's the best Star Wars thing that you found out there? Um, I didn't buy it, but I saw it was reserved. Someone already reserved it, but it was um, it, it was a lunch pail, the old school, nice. like like the '70s, and mm. I really like it because I lo- I have a whole bunch of um, lunch pails. Um, oh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> <laughs> My bad. <laughs> so no, there's um. Wow. I'm so sorry about that. <laughs> oh my god! Did you see how much I jumped right there? <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. I, I thought this would be like super quiet because it's like 2 p.m. and there's like usually no one here at 2 p.m. The motorcycle started and I literally jumped under the <laughs> <laughs> the cafe table. And you're like a really tall, big Australian guy, so it's like it's really actually entertaining. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty. Well, that's that, that's the that's the weirdness about me. I'm this big, burly guy, but mm-hmm. I like. Like Ewoks and and all that sort of stuff. Porks. Yeah, <laughs> love the porks. Love the porks. It's actually it's Halloween tomorrow, mm-hmm. and uh, I've got my pumpkin mm-hmm. and I've got my pork stencil, oh. and we're going to be carving up a pork a pork pumpkin tonight. So I'm very excited. Very excited. But um, what was the thing that was on reserve? Oh, it was a oh the lunch pail. Lunch pail. It was a 19 actually vintage. Like, they were selling for a lot, but then it's just so pretty that um, I asked them about it, and they were like, oh, no, it's reserved. And it had, like, it was the, um, it was for, I'm trying to remember, Empire Strikes Back. Tight, tight. Yeah, and it was so pretty, but it was rusty, but then it was still pretty. And, like, you could tell, and, and she, she said it's reserved for someone. And it's a perfect item, because you love Empire Strikes yeah. Back. You're a fan <laughs> of lunch. I do. And I, I have a whole, I, I actually own a whole bunch of lunch pails. Like, I don't use them, but I just have them. And it's really bad because, like, like if, I, if I do bring them, it's like I, my lunch is too big to fit. Like, it'll be a salad and it just doesn't fit inside the lunch pail. So there's no point in having the lunch pail. Well, in the early 80s, lunches were smaller. Yeah, they're just sandwiches and a juice box. But, like, I, yeah, now I'm just like, oh, I can't bring it anywhere. Even at cons, like, I want to bring lunch. I want to p- bring my pail. But I'm like, oh, no, I have too much stuff to put. <laughs> <laughs> you need the mega, the mega pail. Yeah, I need, like, a lunch backpack. <laughs> yes, yes. Now, the Comic-Con, the LA Comic-Con, I don't know what it's called because they change the name every year. Stan Lee's Comic-Con. Okay, because it was Comikaze and then <laughs> it was LA Comic-Con. But uh, that was on the weekend. Yes. And we missed each other. But did you have a good time? I had a great time. I, um, I, got, I, I dressed up as Rose. Um, and I got to just see a whole bunch of like my fellow like Star Wars friends that I met throughout the, the con season. Mm-hmm. And um, it was just cool. I got to hang out with them. I got to meet people at the Rebel Legion. Uh, cool. Um, and they were telling me like the people are working on the rose, but no one's completed it yet. So they were telling me like, oh, I should submit so I could be the first. And like I, I'm always like nervous, and I'm like, okay, I think I'm gonna do it. It's just it's just n- nerve wracking. I'm like taking pictures and sending it to them to see if they accept me. Now, for people that maybe don't know, I- explain like 
so the Rebel Legion's like a costuming group. Yeah. And so that's like people, like the 501st is like the most famous one, but this is like the good guys version. Yeah, so 501st is the villains, um, and then uh, Rebel Legion is the, is the, are the heroes. Um, and then Rose isn't really, there isn't a category for her, so she's c- considered the fringe um, section. Because a maintenance worker, so they they weren't really sure where to put her, um, and it's 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 like a group. They do a lot of charity work. They they have like meetups and everything, um, and so they were looking. They're looking for some some roses, and so I'm kind of like, okay, I, I want to submit, but I'm always nervous because I'm always like second guessing my cosplay when I make it. Yeah. So you <laughs> so and, and explain like what the submission process is. Um, you have to send three different pictures and comparison photos. So you send a picture of your front of your costume. And then has to show different things that the actual photos that we were, we were able to see of Rose has to match, mm-hmm. and so you have to have a majority of the things that match hers, like the like her her um, com badge, her um, this like the the wording on her all the wordings on her on her jumpsuit, um, her knee her knee um, knee pad every section, her belt with the with the the bullets, her shoulder with the bullets. You have to have like different. Um, has to like have very like has to have all the markings that they ah, show. Okay. So does it have to have like copyright Disney Hasbro 2017 no. <laughs> on the way? I know on the foot. I have yeah. to have it on the foot. Like it's ingrained in. You have to have little holes <laughs> yeah, so you can stand holes. on a playset. Yeah, and a little stand like the pop figure. <laughs> so I have that. Um, so I have to submit all those things. So um, it's just nerve wracking because you always then people are gonna look into your work that you've done and yeah. I've worked on this rose since it first came out like the first image came out and then I had to alter it each time a new photo com- came out and then her pop figure came out and so I kind of finished it before I got to meet her in person nice well we will get into that <laughs> we will get into that we've got we've got some good sizzle going into the podcast how you did get to meet Kelly Marie Tran but, you know, I- I've been there. I've done that. <laughs> it's old news to me. My one concern is that when you got the pop mm-hmm. and you decided to use that as reference, you're like, oh, I'm going to have to make my head so much bigger. <laughs> uh, yeah, I just figured I'll just make my hair bigger. <laughs> and it'll just make my head look bigger. So, uh, and, and what stuff did you get up to apart? Was it the first time you cosplayed at a convention? or? Oh, I've been cosplaying for a long time. Ah, okay. Um, since like 08, um, 07, like even before that, but I, I committed to it like earlier in the in the years. Like I've been doing it on and off throughout my life, mm-hmm. um, and then I really got into it um, probably in in the um, 2008, 2009 era time. Do you know it's weird for me? It's like you're cosplaying as as Laura from Twitter. Yeah, um, I, you nailed it. I know. Wait, I need a coffee cup in my face so I could cover. Actually, my picture now is Rose, a uh, cartoon version of Rose. So I yeah, I, I have to say, I noticed the change. And for everyone that changed their avatars or their user pics on Twitter, can you not? Because that's how I know everyone. Like I don't sort of look at their name or anything. It's the picture. And then when someone changes the picture, it's like. You're starting yeah. afresh. I'm just like, why am I following this person? Who are they? So keep those pictures the same, <laughs> you guys. Let's just let's just lock in a picture, keep it there. I'm actually trying to change it back to my original picture, but I can't find my original picture. So I'm trying to ah. make sure I, I have to take a new one with a new mug. So now, what we were talking about before, when I first I like I met you on Twitter. We're yes. Twitter buddies. Yes. 
which when I explain that, there's uh, my friend Kate from Australia staying with us and so now I'm going to interview this girl, Laura, and say, oh, how do you know her? And I'm like, she's a friend from Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> I've met her before. <laughs> but I don't, I sort of vaguely remember this. You were just saying before we started the podcast that when I was like, oh, do you want to come to a podcast? And did I direct you? I'm like, look, I've got a wife and yeah. a cat. <laughs> you basically was like, hey, do you mind being on the podcast? I'm like, sure. And you're like, well, I could come to you or you could come to me. And I'm just like, oh, okay, that's cool. And you're like, but don't worry. I have a wife, and we have a, like a pet and everything. So you don't have to worry about anything. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was thinking, oh, I wasn't worried before, but now yeah. I'm kind of concerned. <laughs> that is... <laughs> That is the the hallmark of someone you have to be worried about. (laughs) It's just like, hey, it's fine. But I just... Because sometimes I'm like so overzealous, just like, oh, come to a podcast. And then... Because I love doing them in person because, you know, it's better than Skype. But then I'm always just like, oh, yeah, I sort of have to let them know that I acknowledge this is strange and that it will be fine. Mm -hmm. And um, I presume that guy in the flannelette shirt is with you and he's just watching he's out. making sure that yeah. everything is fine. <laughs> I told him a, a big Australian guy is going to come and talk to me and he was just like, I'm just going to work on my work right here and just make sure you're okay. Is he scared of motorbikes? Maybe we'll be able to <laughs> Maybe. flush him out. Flush him out. <laughs> he added that just in case, just to make sure you were good at your reactions. <sighs> terrifying, terrifying. <laughs> All right, so let's go back to the very beginning. And what is your first memory of Star Wars? Um, so I saw it when I was younger. I, I mean, I always was a Trekkie growing up because my dad like had me watch it as babysitter. Um, my dad did show me the Star Wars trilogy and I, I was into it. Um, and then when I got older, I got teased for it. And so I kind of was like, put myself where I was just like, oh no, I'm, I'm not, I'm like, I'm, I'm not a fan. Like I am. And I had some toys, um, in the, I remember in the basement of in the in my basement in New York, I had all my toys. I had I had Star Wars, He Man, and, and and Star Trek, and a whole bunch of toys. Um, and I remember watching it as a kid, and I really liked the Ewoks. <laughs> that is nothing to be ashamed of. And um, but I, I think I remember that. I remember Luke's hand getting cut off, and I cried. And then I found out that, that big. Uh, Darth Vader was his father. It's spoiler alert, father. And I, um, and like I think I was terrified. I was upset, and my dad, um, and, and it kind of, and my dad was like, "Don't worry, it's okay. That's normal." Um, and then as I grew up, that's normal. <laughs> <laughs> Fathers often chop their children's hands off. I know. My dad was just trying to call me like, "Oh, it's okay." And my mom was mad at him for showing me. How old were you? Uh, six, seven, watching it. Okay. Um and. And then when I, but you know, I kind of, and like only Leia was, and my dad was like, oh, I don't want you to watch this because Leia's in a bikini. Um, <laughs> I watched it anyway. Um, but my mom was kind of upset with him because she was like, oh, I don't think she's at the age yet. Uh, I remember that. But then my, and then my parents would just, um, and then when I got older, the, the prequels were coming and I was just like, well, there's really like, I was like, I just like the, the original. So like, and my, and my ex was like, no, watch it. We're, you have to watch the prequels. And I watched it and I was like, oh, this is disappointing. <laughs> <laughs> um, but he was just like, oh no. And, um, I just kept watching the old ones and I was just like, no, I'm obsessed with the old ones. The old ones are the classic. I think I, my love for it renewed when I got older too, because. I understood like I did symbolism kind of stuff uh-huh. as you get older you're just like oh my god 
symbolism. <laughs> and I, I really, I was back into it in my, um, but the prequels kind of <laughs> deterred me. But I was just like, no, I'm going to stick to my original. Um, and like, I just, and like, I just continued. And then um, when they got, when they got to the newer ones, I was I was reborn kind of it was like a awakening like awakened yeah yeah the force did awaken in me that title just keeps on giving yeah <laughs> I was just like I was awakened because like I, I just watched the other ones and I'm just like oh, okay and then I had the comic books and I had the um, the books um, and I was just like oh you know this is cute like I really enjoy it but it felt like there was nothing new for me to to rejuvenate and then when the force awakens i was just like oh my god i'm back cuz there's only so much leia you can cosplay like i've cosplayed leia's um, and then i always get called like i got like called like the asian leia or like and it kind of disturbed deterred me too um, but the force awakens just rejuvenated and i was like i'm going to be everything so i was ray and i was this and um, i bb8 and like i got to i rewatched the old ones cuz and rogue one came out I was like, this is this is life again. I'm so glad that they renewed, they refreshed my life, and they brought inspiration back. And then now at Rose Tico with um, the, like the Last Jedi, I was just like, this is why I love the original. Like this brought me brought me back to life because I love the originals, but it was before my time. And then I watched it, and like I loved it, and I could only rewatch it, and then I could read the comics and everything. But then this, the, the Force Awakens, the new ones, just rejuvenated everything. Mm. It felt like I went to a spa and came back out, and I was like, refreshed. <laughs> <laughs> That's how we describe it. Do you remember how you found out that it was all coming back? Um, yeah, I got, because um, I work in press, on the, like I do press work, and um, I got a press release saying that they're announcing, uh, they're redoing it. And I... I was at first worried because I was just like, no, the prequels. And then they said George Lucas isn't working on it. And I was like, oh. Yeah, well, there's, that, that, that is a controversial thought. I always wonder what it would have been like, like all the build up and the hype, mm-hmm. like going into The Force Awakens if mm-hmm. it was George Lucas. Because I, I sort of thought that the switch to J.J. Abrams, it sort of, I don't know, sort of leveled the playing field for people being excited about it. Mm -hmm. Whereas, like, prequel fans and original trilogy fans, you know, and those that are fans of both can sort of equally be excited about the new films. Yeah. Because I, I don't know, it's like I love George Lucas, but I kind of felt like his view of Star Wars was sort of, I don't know, it, it just felt like he was... I don't know too much on the this like pushing the special effects and stuff yeah. rather than the story. The story and he and it seemed like he was contradicting things he'd said previously about yeah. effects and how they're just tools and you know that sort of thing. So it, it definitely gave me sort of that renewed like optimism that like you know someone's going to come in and make a Star Wars that sort of fits my idea of it and yeah. you know like the prequels I'm you know I, I, there's bits I have to squint through to be fair what's something that you liked about him what did I like Ewan McGregor I mean he was he was cast really well because <laughs> um, um, like the the only problem I have with the prequels is the acting and the storylines um <laughs> like the action was great like the fight scenes with like Ray Park yeah. that was amazing like and then yeah. the like even though it was maybe too much when they had Yoda fight but he looked great it did look like a fun like 
if I just cleared my mind and just enjoyed the action scenes, mm-hmm. like it would have been so fun just to watch them fight and like, oh crap, he just dropped his cane and started like kicking ass. I'm like, that's pretty cool. Like the action sequences and the special effects, that's it was cool. Like it was different because we have that now. Mm-hmm. But I just, I couldn't stand the acting. When like Padme fell out of the helicopter, she just said, ow, and got back up. That is one of the most bizarre scenes in film history. <laughs> like, it's like, I don't, ow. like, are you okay? Yes. And then let's run off in the weirdest way possible. That run is so, <laughs> it's so bizarre. And, and I, I kind of think that scene is very like it's a good bottled version of what people find weird about them i don't i don't buy that they're in the sand that they fell out of the ship that they're talking to each other that either of them are real people so who's your favorite character um old school or new school because rose tico is gonna even though we haven't been introduced to her i just love her to death with all my heart (laughs) i would risk it all for her (laughs) what does that mean i don't know i just hear hear that slang all the time they're like i would risk it all for that person so i would risk it all for uh like rose tico i'm very excited for rose tico Mm -hmm. and and kelly marie when i do i got to interview her and and she was just like like I saw the interview. Oh. Uh, beyond adorable. Mm-hmm. Just oh, amazing. But um, so, like, I- explain your hype for Rose Tico. Well, like, I'm, uh, I'm Asian American. I don't know if, because they can't see me. Um, I'm Asian American, so, and I've been a fan for a long time. And, you know, in the original trilogy, there's really no an Asian character that's, like, woman major character and so it was so important to everyone wants to see themselves and they want to see themselves in the film and see that they're represented and so when the force awakens i I thought maybe there's a chance and like you know i could there's a there's a possibility for diversity for an asian character even in the background like i could see myself and like jessica henwick was there and she's great and like um she, she plays a minor character but she still was there representing us but then when they announced Rose Tico as a major character who's going to help Finn in, in the situation, and then we got to see clips, it just hit me in the heart. Like, it just struck me because it's like, oh, my God, we're actually being seen. We're actually being represented on the big screen in a story that many of us and myself love throughout the years. And, you know, I thought the prequels would have someone like us, but it didn't. Like, And so... It was nice to just see ourselves on the big screen. And then I get a lot of people who tell me, oh, you know, don't you see yourself in Leia? I'm like, yes, I do. Like, I love Leia. Like, she's strong, captivating. But it also shows that Star Wars wants people like us. They want, they, they, they accept us and people who look like me. And so Rose Tico represents that. Maybe we should go into how we became Twitter buddies. Yeah. Was that you had this tweet, which I... For everyone that can't see me, I'm a white dude, right? <laughs> Star Wars has catered for me for, for many years. I, I watched Star Wars and I was Luke Skywalker. Like, mm-hmm. no questions asked. That was my character. You had this tweet that said, when you're finally represented in the fandoms you love and you've got uh, someone from Star Trek. I, I don't know. <laughs> I know it's from the new Star Trek. Yeah. Uh, who's that? Uh, that's Captain Georgiou. 
Okay, and that, that'll be the last she's ever mentioned okay. in, in the in the show, and and then it's got you cosplaying as her, and then you've got Rose, and then you've mm-hmm. got you cosplaying as her. Yeah, and you just so I'd never knew you existed or anything like that, but I someone retweeted it. This this tweet. It's had good traction. You got 262 tweets here. Well, the original one that you actually commented on was just me and Rose. Uh, that was the original one. And ah. then I, I was able to cosplay them and then post it. Ah. The original one was me and Rose, me cosplaying as Rose that you commented on. Gotcha. Over a thousand likes. So you're doing well. Good traction <laughs> on this one. But it, it, it's weird because I sort of started this podcast... Just because I just want to make jokes about Star Wars, pretty much. Yeah. I, I, I thought it'd be fun to talk about Star Wars every week and and just sort of muck around yeah. and talk about it the way I want to talk about it. But in doing that and doing these interviews, I've sort of like found out, you know, a lot of mm-hmm. stuff about people and, and people that have had different backgrounds to me. And it is like obviously a really controversial topic in, in fandom and in the world about yeah. representation and stuff. And I think the reason I found your tweet was that someone had replied to it saying that it's racist to be excited about someone with your same cultural heritage being in a movie. Mm-hmm. How do you respond to that one? You know, I actually, I received a whole bunch. I, I got a lot of praise from a lot of people and they were so supportive. And then I got a lot of haters where they were just like, well, you can't see yourself in anyone else. Like, oh, why does it matter that she's Asian just because you're Asian? Like, they, a lot of people just didn't understand because they never been in that situation um, where they never got to see themselves. So I had a lot of comments and Honestly, because I because I I received that before, I always kind of trying to ignore it, or I just like I ignore it, or I mute them, mute them, or I do comment that you know just so you guys know, I do see myself in Leia, but it's finally accepting that people like me are accepted in the in the fandom in the actual franchise mm-hmm. because I never got to see Asian people and we are out there. Oh, I, I always find it so funny where it's like this diversity, and it's like, have you been to the cantina? You can accept three-eyed Reyes, yeah, but a black stormtrooper. Yeah, that's what? just that's just out of control. <laughs> like that is, there is so much I can sci-fi and fantasy so far, but mm-hmm. but that is a bit too far. So yeah, so the tweet was like about how you know you should be able to like it's this thing where it's like it's racist to be excited about your race, and. As I said, like before I started doing all these interviews, there was like I wasn't as um, aware of all this stuff. Yeah. I remember um, having a discussion with someone about having homosexuality in, in Star Wars yeah. and Star Wars books. And initially I was like, oh, that doesn't, I don't know if there's a place for that. Mm-hmm. Then as we talked about it, it's like, well, it's not really going to like come up as much of a thing. Like it's sort of just your. You get stuck into what was in, in it compared to like what just should have been sort of thing. Like yeah. you, I only think it's weird because I didn't grow up with it. Yeah. And, and, and people go, oh, my kids, they don't, they don't need to find out about this. Like, your kids don't think it's weird until you think it's weird. Yes, exactly. And then it's weird. You do have them convinced that this old dude with a white beard is coming down the chimney once a year. <laughs> 
they're going to go with whatever you tell them. Exactly. I, I actually was like telling people like, if you have Rose Tico or like a, a character like Rose Tico or Finn, it normalizes that there are people in this world who are like Asian and black. And it mm. normalizes that we are just maintenance workers. We are regular people and not the stereotypes that the media has given us. Like when you watch movies, it's like the Asian woman's always the Madam Butterfly or the tiger mom or like the just like or the racist trope that, you know, we have accents. Instead, like when you see Finn and you see like Rose and you see like an Oscar Isaac's character Poe, we're just normal people who are just in the re- rebellion and in the resistance, trying to make it every day, mm-hmm. like make make it through life every single day. Just trying to resist. Yeah, we're just trying to work hard and and beat the empire. <laughs> <laughs> I always think of from the new books. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my favorite characters is Sinjia. Do you know? Have you heard that he's from the Aftermath trilogy? I've heard of it. I didn't read it yet. I want to read it because I have a queue of books that I have to read. Yeah, tell me about it. Life is just really difficult right now. (laughs) (laughs) Got to meet weird guys at cafes. And and thank God they're married. (laughs) (laughs) So Sinjir is, he's a homosexual man that used to be part of the Empire Mm -hmm. and now he's sort of, you know, it's like just after Return of the Jedi and he sort of broke out and he's with Mm -hmm. the Rebels. And he, in the end, just a light spoiler, but he gets reunited with his boyfriend and it's like really touching, like a really nice romantic thing. And just because I'd grown to really like this character over the three books, and I should just say each book does get better, guys. So just hang in there. That first book was a bit rocky. No Luke Skywalker. We all wanted him, but uh, just just bear with it. There will be no more Luke Skywalker, by the way, but the characters do grow on you. And it was like a really emotional moment because he, he'd met with his boyfriend. They'd been reunited. Mm-hmm. But I was just thinking about the homosexual boy that maybe hasn't come out or yeah. maybe has and is having a hard time and that they read that they're in Star Wars and they're a cool character. Yeah. And how powerful that is. Like, I never experienced the reverse of that, where, you know, you love these Star Wars films, yeah. but there's absolutely no Asian representation. Maybe a pilot in Return of the Jedi? Yeah, one pilot, the guy, Asian guy. Um, just, like, that one moment where he sa- he says his um, his his his... his, his um, plane number like his um, X-wing number yeah and yeah, that's yeah. it <laughs> <laughs> and that's all you had to, yeah, yeah. for 15 years yeah enjoy that enjoy that my dad got him <laughs> <laughs> just how powerful that is and like the thing that really annoyed me about seeing your tweet and the reaction from one person was was like I, I love seeing like especially kids that they see something in Star Wars and they love it and, mm-hmm. it, ma- and it makes them happy because it's like, oh, Star Wars made me so happy. It's rad that it can make other people happy. And so you've had this, like, you know, you've posted up this awesome photo of you cosplaying and then the photo of Rose and you're happy. And then someone has to go, no, I'm, I'm against your happiness and I've got nothing else in my life going that I have to make a tweet yeah. to try to like rain on your parade. To bring you down. It's... Like how, like, how do you find that? Um, you know, 
I've been cosplaying for a long time. So anytime I I, I take a picture, because like whenever I post pictures of myself as characters who are of like not Asian descent, like I always get teased about that on on Twitter and on on social media or like in life. And um, you know, you kind of just have to be like, no, I am this character. You know, please respect that. And um, and then finally get to have a character that looks like me. Um, you kind of have to take it with stride and be like, you know what, you may, you may try to knock me down, but I'm gonna rise myself up. And then there's other people who are just gonna be supportive. And there's other girls out there who look at my post and go like, yes, like you no, know, just like us. They're they're Asian girls who are just like, yes, we relate to this. You're just like us. Because for me, I'm not trying to impress those people who are gonna tear me down. I'm trying to empower myself and other Asian girls who are mm-hmm. going to. Um, going to see themselves because if I worry about what fanboy number one two eight worries about then um, it's not because he doesn't see he doesn't have to worry about that stuff mm. like this guy who who's like hating on me and telling me like all this like oh you're being racist like um, you're a white guy who has gotten to be anyone you want to be like you want to be this person you could and no one will question you you never had to not see yourself at all these moments and so for me um when people like say like oh i I just want to tell them like shut up like you never had to experience this let me have my moment and let every other asian girl who finally sees themselves and loves this this fandom and loves being a geek and loves and finally, you know, and cosplay, like they finally get to be them, be that person, and we finally get to see that Star Wars wants people like us, and they are like, Star Wars is like we want an Asian character who's gonna save the world, like save everyone, and it kind of shows us like, hey, we matter, like you care about us to have us in there. Yeah, and I think it's it, it's something that I can understand from his point of view is that when you've had that position of like, you know, everything's made for me. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And you don't even realize that. Like, do you know what I mean? It's not, you don't even think about it because it's made for you. Do you know what I mean? And then when, you know, people are campaigning for equality and all that stuff and they're like, oh, okay, I don't quite understand this, but whatever. And then when they see you celebrating something that, alienates them mm-hmm. a little bit. Yeah. Then they have a negative reaction to it. And I'm not I'm not validating that. No, of course. But it's like like that's sort of I, I feel like that's the math of the thought thought process. It's like, well, you want equality, but now you're celebrating something that I'm not a part of. And them not being a part of something that's a celebration in Star Wars is quite foreign to them. Mm-hmm. And so they find that like it's an attack. It's like you celebrating Rose Tico yeah. is sort of like smiting them in a way. That's that's sort of no. I understand that. that yeah, because I, I I think before I did a lot of research and and talked to people about it, like I I I I can see where those emotions are generated from, yeah. sort of thing. Well, people fear what they don't know, mm. and if it's something different, and people fear change too. So in their mind Star Wars has always been about them 
and then they see a shift being made like with especially with Finn happening um, like when they found out Finn was a black storm trooper all hell broke loose on the internet like only on the internet <laughs> um, and you know people just don't like change and then they and like and then they found out Ray spoiler is is a Jedi like she has the powers um, and then people went crazy they were like a woman like like how is this possible like they're thinking someone else is the lead like oh and so you know they're so used to their story being told that once there's a little change they just freak out like no one likes change but you know change is happening yeah it's so weird with the ray thing because i like i don't really i don't really think about that she's a girl that much Mm -hmm. like i just think she's like my luke sky like she's like the innocent from the small town so so i immediately kind of gravitate towards that and i always say when we were going into the force awakens i wasn't that like character excited Mm -hmm. i was just more excited that it was back yeah and i wanted to see luke skywalker yeah but then when i saw the I i got to go to this preview um where they showed about eight minutes of the film and it was about a week before the film came out and Harrison Ford came out and told us not to tell anyone about it. It was <laughs> pretty sweet. It was pretty sweet. But when Ray said, when Ray was excited to hear about Luke Skywalker and said, I thought he was just a myth. And I was just like, immediately like, she's a Luke Skywalker fan. I'm now, I'm like, she's me. Yeah. Like that's yeah. like, the, and, I, and I have like these discussions with people on Twitter and it's, it's like, oh, my kid doesn't relate to Ray. Could it be that you're what mm-hmm. you've said. Yeah. Because I'm like an old dude and as soon as she said that, I was just like, oh, that's my character. Yeah. Like, instantly. No, and it's it's also how you were raised too. Like, it's how, how your thought process because if I teach my nephew, like, hey, it's okay, like, for everyone could be this, everyone could be a Jedi, all this stuff, then his mind's like, okay, that person's a Jedi. Like, it doesn't really matter. Like, you teach them that. And not just be, like, teaching them, like, oh, only this guy could be a Jedi and only, like, of his family, which is white. Like, you can't, you, like, if I raised him to be like that, then he has that mindset. But if I tell him, like, oh, anyone could be a Jedi, anyone could do this, like, like you could be, relate to this person no matter what, then I raised him that way and then his mindset would be like that. But if you raised them where it's like, oh, this is how the history is and nothing can break canon. Like, that's how a lot of fanboys are. Yeah. So that. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. That's why their thought process is like that. So because you've sort of grown up in this environment, when, when Rose came out... Were you kind of hesitant to celebrate that? Yeah, because I thought, oh no, like when they, because like when they introduced her, I was thinking, oh, she's going to be a minor character. She's going to be a side character. And they only want to use, like, and because I've seen so many shows and movies that they have an Asian character and you're so excited, but they die in order to further the storyline for um, 
for another character or they're weak and they're they're there's just a side thing of like oh i'll help you or comedy relief like everyone likes pacific rim i hated the asian character in pacific rim like i'm afraid that they were going to do that to rose um and i was kind of worried until celebration when they mentioned like she's actually a main character <laughs> and then they showed pictures they showed their picture of her and then she's actually on the cover of vanity fair so the fact that she was that big shows me that she's gonna actually have a big major part and like if, if she's similar to to poe that's great too because poe's important everyone loves poe and um if she is has that lead kind of storyline i'm i'm happy i was just like yay she's not just gonna be a character who's like she died for the cause yeah and that's it it for the first when they announced her i was kind of just worried the whole time and they were like oh she's gonna be a main character i'm like okay i'm cheerful i'm excited but I'm not going to keep my hopes up. I'm just going to keep going. And, like, I'm going to celebrate her. But I'm not going to put invest my heart into this yet. Like, yeah. And then when they finally kept going, I'm just like, and celebration happened. I was just like, I'm all in. And, then, <laughs> and they showed the picture. I put together a cosplay just based on that one frame they showed her. And I posted it up. I'm like, yes, I'm all in. <laughs> I'm just in my head now. You're at a poker table. And then Ryan Johnson shows the Vanity Fair cover <laughs> and you just push all your chips in. I'm holding my emotions. I'll give you everything. <laughs> and um, yeah, and then, they, I mean, she had a panel at, 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 uh, at um, a celebration and I was just like, uh, and they showed the picture and then I was like, oh my God, she's that important to have that. And then, you know, everything started falling in place where, you know, they started really pushing for her. And then she's on the poster, and I was just like, "Yes, this, this, this has to like I'm, I'm like I'm invested now. Like I'm gonna do everything I can to promote her, and that's why I cosplay because like I want people to know her too. Like I love her. I'm showing you I love her, and I want you to know how badass the Rose Tico is. Like, look, she's that important. So when you were cosplaying as her on the weekend. Like, did people know who you were cosplaying as? Because um, it's pre-film, do you know what I mean? She's still, it's still, like, whereas it's in the trailer and it's on mm-hmm. the poster and it's on the, but it's still, you, you have to be pretty into Star Wars at the moment to know who Rose Tico is. Yeah, a lot of Star Wars fans, uh, they, they knew who I was. They were all like, yeah, um, all the Asians, <laughs> the majority of the Asians who saw me, um, who weren't in Star in Star Wars garb, they were just like Rose Tico, Rose Tico, <laughs> and it, and then and then I, like because like I, I have so much pride in being Asian, I'm just like yeah, and then, like we have like we have the Asian nod to each other. We're like yeah, like Asians. <laughs> we actually do that when you see an Asian person at a convention. You're just like. You just have the nod. It's like, hey, I see you. <laughs> and <laughs> so we do, we do that. And um, I, I, I quite often, not so much with this podcast, but with my other podcasts that I do, I quite often people say stuff out of school and they'll text me later on and yeah. go, can you just take that out? The thing I said about this person I work with on TV or whatever. But uh, I, I imagine now I'm going to get a message from you. It's like, hey, you have to take that. that no, se- you can keep the Asian that, on. No, that, 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 that secret Asian business. Like, <laughs> they'll kick me out if I. It's all our secrets. I know. <laughs> the nod. I know. It, like, when you see another Asian person at a convention, they're like, they're not, there's not a lot. You just nod. They're like, what's up? I see you. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and something that. 
like I, I love your your Twitter feed and I find it really like fun and informative. But one thing that I'd never thought about is you're saying and you mentioned before that when you'd cosplay as Leia, people would say Asian Leia. Yeah. And I think like devil's advocate that you know, people aren't you know, I, I'm sure some people were dissing, but then some people were just like, that's rad. Like, yeah. but the fact is that you couldn't avoid that tag. Yeah. Like, you can't escape it. Like, even when I wear a red wig to be Mary Jane, it's like, oh, Asian Mary Jane. And it's like, you're really focused and you're with a crew that is all like, like they're Spider-Man and you're just like, yeah, I'm with this crew. And it's like, no, you're still Asian, this person. And like, even when I had a team, like I had like a Padme and like all, and like different people with me and the group, it's like, oh, there's like, oh, it's like the group and Asian Leia. And it's like, okay. Like, and like when people say it like with a, as a fun way, like when, when I, it's like, cause sometimes I'll say it like, oh, like with my fellow Asian people, like I'll be like, oh, like, you know, we're the Asian crew, and that, and that's fun. And then people are like, "Oh, that's cool, Asian Leia." And like, I get they mean it wholeheartedly. But when you're sometimes when you're in the cosplay team where you're in a group and you want to just like be the, because like a lot of times you reenact scenes mm-hmm. and like you have fun with it because you you you're such a big fan of it. And then you you reenact it, and then people still kind of go like, "Oh." But she's the Asian Leia. It's like, oh, but I'm right now at this moment. I'm trying to be Leia. I want like I'm with a team right now, so let me be Leia. Yeah, and then you've got the catch twenty two that you've got all these people on Twitter telling you to forget that you're Asian, but then when you do, yeah, everyone wants to remind you. It's actually those people who tell me like, oh. Like, oh, but, you know, you're, you could be Leia. It's those same people who are going like, oh, look, it's Asian Leia. Yeah. It's always those same people. Like, the other people are like, oh, that's cool, Leia. Like, I've gotten people where they are like, oh, that's awesome, Leia. You look great. And it's great because I'm just like, yeah, because I'm Leia. And then some the people who tell me like, oh, you could be anyone you want, but now you're Asian Leia. Those are the people who usually say that. And it's just like, but you're the one who told me that I should be Leia. You saying it, you mean well. I get it, and that's totally fine. Like people who say like, oh, that's like, oh, that's cool. It's like you're Leia. Like, oh, the Asian Leia. That's that. There's some people who say who say it, and they mean well, and they don't mean it with intent, like harsh. Like, and I'm okay with that because they're like, oh, it's like a cool team, like the Asian team. Like, mm. I get it, and that's totally fine. I think even if you mean it from the goodness of your heart, yeah. it's good to. Think about it. Yeah, because I like. Yeah, it had never like when I saw your tweet, yeah. I was like, it's never occurred to me. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Like it, it just hadn't. Do you know what I mean? That, yeah. That when I, I've seen people of different nationalities like cosplay like as a white character, then it's like, you know, then it's that like then it's that mm-hmm. Han or that Luke. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And. So it's, but it, it, there's so many like oxymorons in this whole debate because you've got that thing which just gets me. S- it, it, it's like the the dad, the dog ate my homework sort of excuse of like, yeah, diversity. I just want good stories. Oh, <laughs> which, which to me, it's just I don't care. If this movie makes other people happy in yeah. the way it makes me happy, mm-hmm. I just want it for me. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, but then people that say, "Hey, I just let's just hire the best person for the job." Yeah. But then when you get a Rogue One and it's a very diverse cast, it's like, 
Well, that's just PC casting, isn't it? Because they can't fathom that the best person for the job could be a diverse cast. Yeah. So you can never win. No, you you can't. And that and everyone in Rogue One, they're amazing actors. Like each and every one are amazing. Like I mean, Riz Ahmed just won the Emmy. So it's like those people are like those people are the best choices, and they happen to be the, the like this descent and. People can't fathom the idea that Asian people can be good actors. We are expressive. And there's a hashtag called expressive Asians because we can act. <laughs> because there's like people who are like, oh, you know, why cast an Asian person? Can't you cast the person best for the job? You don't know that Asian people, we can act. Mm. We can be gr- the best for the job. And Kelly Marie Tran, there, there was actually a whole bunch of actresses who auditioned for it. And she was the best choice. And so it's like, you like you need to understand that they do they do choose they're not going to choose a, a a bad act actor or actress for the role just for diversity they're going to choose the best mm. person like and if they happen to be that descent then they have to be that be that descent like Hayden Christensen got picked mm. yeah let's, <laughs> let's let's not get there's no Oscar winners no <laughs> there's no Oscar winning performances in these Star Wars films <laughs> but maybe Hamill Hamill they've they've said in this one. I love Hamill, though. He's the best. <laughs> I, if Hamill got an Oscar for The Last Jedi, I would... Words can't describe... Like, just to see him get... I just I, I, I just feel... I just want him to get his due. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because I, I feel like he's had... As far as getting legit props, mm-hmm. I don't think enough people give him legit props like like he, he spent half an hour acting with a muppet and we believed it yeah and he's such a great actor like uh because of him if i ever have a son i would name him luke Ooh. like i i for sure like that's sealed i even told my family i was like <laughs> if i ever had a kid i would name him luke and that's forever sealed <laughs> because of mark hamill and like just i just love i just love luke This episode of Steel Wars is brought to you by Harry's Shavers, who have an awesome free trial offer for you to try out today. Remember back in the day when shaving advertisements were on TV and they showed the way the hairs got cut by all the different blades? That was quite a technical bit of animation. But with Harry's, they are so confident in their product that they're just happy to let some idiot that likes Star Wars tell you all about it. But it works because over 3 million guys have already switched over to Harry's because they are into a great shave at a fair price. Harry's was started by Jeff and Andy, two guys that were fed up with buying overpriced razors from the supermarket. So they started Harry's to fix that issue buying their own German factory with over a hundred years of blade making experience, which seems like an excessive amount of blade making experience, but it ensures the highest quality and all products are backed by a hundred percent quality guarantee. Harry's offers their blades at half the price of the leading five blade razor because they sell directly to you over this little thing called the internet now here's the deal i honestly can't see why you wouldn't do this if you shave if you cover the 
shipping, which is just $3. Harry's will send you out a free trial set, which is a weighted ergonomic razor handle, five precision engineered blades with a lubricating strip and trimmer blade. That's where that animation would normally be used in the advertisement. But now it's just me telling you about a rich lathering shave gel and a travel blade cover all for you in a free trial set. And the link is also in the show notes of the podcast you're listening to right now. That is harrys.com forward slash steel wars. What was it like the first time you uh, Tico'd up and hit the streets? Okay, so I... It was funny because um, my best friend, um, she was, it was D23. And like my best friend was like, hey, do you have your Rose Tico costume ready? I'm like, no, it's still working on it. I was like, there's no really secu- real images of it. So I've been piecing it together. And she said, Laura, like you have, you've tweeted so many pictures of her. And I was like, oh my God, I did. And I was looking at, and then I, two days before D23, I just worked on it 100%. Like I've been working on it throughout. And um, that's when, and, but they only showed one side of her body. And so I was like, I have to work with that. I'm going to have to do the coloring and work with what that two images that I have received from D, for before D23. So I put it all together. I blood, sweat, and tears into it. And then I wore it for D23. I, wore, I walked out and um, I felt really proud of it. I mean, I, I sewed like crazy. My fingers were bleeding. <laughs> like I was sewing like, and I got out there and um, it was amazing. Like I felt, I felt like, I mean, I was worried that everything was incorrect but uh, from that one picture. But I was just like, I'm just going to go out there and be proud. And so I wore it and only a few people recognized me. Um, but a lot, a lot of the Star, Star Wars people were going nuts. They were just like, you are the first Rose Tico, even at Celebration. I'm like, well, Celebration, only one image came out, and it was the back of her. And I, I worked on that one. That's oh, I with the head turning around. Yeah, the yeah, head yeah. turning. And in that picture, her jumpsuit was green. So when I was working on it, I had a green jumpsuit because I thought the color was green. And then when the Vanity Fair picture came out, it was brown. And I was just like, oh no, like what am I going to do? And so I really like, I, I really worked on it. And like, so I had a brown suit and I, I wore it to D23 and I did, I did it parallel so it looked like each other like flipped. And um, I wore it around. I was in the documentary, like for uh, looking for Leia, looking yeah. for Leia. I love those girls. Um, so I was in. Um, I w- they talked to me because they were like, "What inspired you?" And I was like, "Rose Tico." I'm just so happy. And all the Star Wars people were like, um, "You can edit that part." <laughs> <laughs> looking for Leia because people were like, "Like oh, like." you know like you're the first rose tico and i'm just like you know i'm like i hope that there is more rose ticos because this girl is like inspiration and all those star wars people are like yes yeah you're so excited i'm like yeah i have to dress up as her d23 and then more pictures came out and i was like working on the suit i'm like where am i gonna wear this next what am i gonna um and i finished it finally based on the funko pops and the action figures and i did every detail the coloring i had i airbrushed it like three different colors wow yeah to make it worn out and everything and in different lighting it's reflected different colors um and so i worked on it like crazy and um that's when i was invited to go to an event where kelly marie tran was at and i was like 
that's it. I'm going to wear it when I meet Kelly. If I see Kelly Marie Tran, I, I thought I'm not going to meet her. She's probably just going to go on stage and leave to go and just do an introduction and leave. So I was like, okay, I'm going to wear it. And just so everyone around me could see, I'm a huge fan. I'm excited to see her in this film. Um, and that's when I, I felt really proud. I felt proud of that one because that's when all the, co- the pictures came out. I was like, I, I really worked hard on this. I'm going to wear this. Um, so what was the event? Uh, it was an Asian American like a uh, comedy festival. Okay, it's comedy comedy fest. Um, it's like uh, uh, it's an it's a Asian American comedy fest, but we don't want to call it Asian comedy fest because we wanted to we don't want to define it. So it's like comedy comedy fest, mm-hmm. um, and it's a great event every year. Everyone should go. Um, and she was she was doing improv there with her with her with her team, um, number one son, um, and so she was doing her improv and. Um, so before the improv, there was a little pre-party, and so I was wearing my outfit, and everyone was like, "Oh, hey, that's cool!" Like I'm like, "Yeah," because everyone at the event should know who she is, and so they do, and everyone did, and they were like, "Oh, that looks cool!" And I was thinking, "I'm not going to see her. I'm just going to wear my costume and be cool, like, and just be excited that she's she's here, and like I get to be here while she's here in my rose tico." And then I was waiting near the door, and then she pops out at the door, staring at me like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> and she screamed like that, and she was like, her eyes, and she came out the door, and she just looked at me. She was like, "Oh my god!" Like this is incredible, and I was, just, I was like, frozen. I was just like, "Oh my god, it's you!" <laughs> like, and like my my best friend was like, st- like laughing because I was just like. It's like she was just looking at me, and I was like, "I'm you." <laughs> <laughs> and like, and she, she, she was like so sweet. She was just like, "This looks really good," and I'm just like, "I worked really hard in it," and I didn't know I was gonna see you, and I'm so happy. And like, and then she just, we just chatted a little bit about the movie, and how I thank her, I thanked her for you know, being part of this fandom and welcomed her into this fandom. And I warned her it's going to get crazy after the movie comes out that everything's going to, like... And, like, she signed all my Funko Pops and my action figures. Wow. Yeah, she's so sweet. So sweet. And she... I think because, you know... She's so it's so new to her. She's excited. She yeah. was like, "Give me everything to sign." She goes, "This is like amazing. Someone's dressed as me. I'm signing things." Like she was like, it was like new to her and exciting. And I'm just like, "Wait till after. It's, you're gonna be so tired." <laughs> <laughs> and um, and, but yeah, she was just so excited. She was just like, "You're the first cosplayer I've seen." She goes, "But I, I." She goes, "I did see images of you and the internet. People showed me." Oh, wow. So she did see, like, images of, like, my cosplay. And she was just like, yeah, I've seen your cosplay before. People showed it to me. And she goes, I'm so glad that we got to see it. And we took pictures. And I was just so happy. Like, I was in the full, like, garb. And it was it was a great moment to finally meet the person that you're you're idolizing, that you're, you're, you, you dressed up as because you idolized them. Yeah. And so it was so nice meeting her in my costume and just showing her the hard work that I did because how much I appreciate her and her character. How weird is it that knowing that she was looking at photos of you, like she was a Laura fan? Yeah, I was just like, I was was so excited because I was just like, oh my God, like you've seen me, like, and uh, you know, you recognize me. And it was just, it was so, it it was scary because not not like scary and like, oh no, you're looking, you know me, but it's kind of like, I want to do you proud. Like, I want you to be proud of your fan. Like, me, proud of me as a fan. Like, 
like I, I, I do correctly and I, I just, but I'm just so happy that she recognizes that she, her fans love her already and she hasn't, there's no screen time for her yet. Yeah. And I want, her, I'm glad she saw me because I'm like, I want you to know how important you are, like how important you are to, and it's sad because like a pressure and everything, but she knows her responsibility. I think every, every major like person of color knows their responsibility of as an idol because we live in this world where we're not really seen like mm-hmm. and so we have to be the first ones to really like represent and so i think she un- she understands the responsibility and she understands how much the fans love her already and how much people are looking forward to her and especially asian women who little girls get to you know grow up and see her mm. and want to be and emulate her and so i'm glad she got to see that i wanted to emulate who she is and who she's going to become on on the screen and so i was just i was just like excited that she she recognized and she saw that she's loved i want her just to know she's loved i don't need like all that like oh i just want her to know like you are so loved you are everyone's excited for you you are just so important to us like and i'm glad she got to see that and know that and knows that now like you have to think that you know her inclusion in the film and then you cosplaying that there's going to be more people for you to give the asian nod to yeah at star wars celebration in a couple of years yeah there's um there was at, at um san lee's there are two other rose ticos I could not find them for the life of me. I was looking. I was like, where are the other roses? Like, I want to take a group photo because I want to send it, tweet it out or send it out. But so she knows, like, we are rooting for her. We are so excited. Like, this is what you have done to the fandom, mm-hmm. like for Asian women everywhere. Like, so I was scouting them. I was like, where are these roses? Like, I need, <laughs> like, we had a dozen roses. That would be amazing. <laughs> like... I was looking for all the roses and I'm like, I wanted like for a celebration. I was like, you know what? If we had a rose meetup, that would be amazing. Like that'd be so fun. And just to take pictures and send it to her and just show her like, look at what you've done. That's so dope. That's so cool. So good. How much sleep did you get that night when you got home? None. (laughs) (laughs) I I was so excited. Um, And it's so funny because, um, after the event, me and my friend were like, and there's an after party, but we didn't want to go um, because we were like, we're tired. Let's just go to this place and eat. And like, I was like, okay. So we go to the place and Kelly Marie Tran's eating there. And I, I was just like, oh my God, I don't want her to think I'm stalking her. <laughs> like I was just like hiding. I'm like, oh my God. Like, Cause we came in, she was eating with her friends and like, I just saw her and I was just fangirling with her. And then we come in and I'm just like, I was, I was like, oh my God. <laughs> She probably thinks I'm stalking her. And I told my And you probably are. No. <laughs> subconsciously. <laughs> no, and then like, I tweeted I tweeted out, I'm like, Oh my god guys, I just left the event and she's at the place I'm eating at. So please know I am not stalking her. She'd probably think I'm stalking her and everyone's like, This is just evidence of you trying to get away from it. I'm like, No, I'm really not stalking her. We didn't want to eat at that place. We thought she would go eat at that place, the after party. Yeah, yeah. So we're like, Oh no, she thinks I'm stalking her. So please kindly Tran, please know I'm not stalking you. I I, <laughs> I do have to admit and I'll preface with I am a big softy, but I did get a bit misty eyed when I saw you tweet out the photo with, I was just like, cause I'd sort of followed your tweets and you know, I knew how much of a big fan you were and you had mm-hmm. the cosplay and just to see you like with her and like how, like I, I adore her. Like she's just adorable, happy, <laughs> adorable, positive, like just such a nice person to me yeah. to see that you got to meet her in costume. I was just like, 
how good Star Wars. Yeah, I was so emotional, especially if you look at the picture clear, closely at the picture of me and her. Like my eyes are gl- gl- like glossy with like it's just wet. Like you could see that there's glossed over. And I was just like, no, keep it cool. Keep it cool. <laughs> You're going to take a picture. Like, you don't want her first impression of a fan being like bawling their eyes out. You want her to be like. Oh, the pressure was on you. Yeah. So I was just like, hold it in. Hold it in. Like, I'm a fan. And keep it cool. And like, you see my eyes gloss over when I took pictures of her. And like, and then uh, afterwards, people were like, are you okay? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Holy cool And like During the improv When she was doing her improv Like I'm sitting in the front row Because I take pictures Of everything And I was I I didn't know The stage was so close to Where the audience was I sat down And like Like (laughs) you see Like she's in my face And my face is like Like looking Staring at her Like oh and like I was trying not to be like that person, like that fan. Like I'm just like, and people were probably thinking like, that girl, like that Laura, she's just obsessive. I'm like, no, I can't help it. I'm in the front row, and I'm in costume. What do you expect? Oh, that is so. But she dope. was really nice throughout the whole thing. She was calm, nice. I think I think she was excited too, though. I think you made a good fan first impression. I hope so. I, I think you did us all proud on that one. <laughs> well, thanks so much no, for, for, for meeting up and, and, and sharing your fandom. Now, one thing we do ask everyone that comes on the show okay. is we've got endless Star Wars movies and stories to go. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not ending. This is, this is it. What are you most looking forward to? Maybe your one's a little bit sooner than everyone else's. But uh, what's the thing you're most looking forward to in Star Wars going forward? Um, you know, I am excited that they're going to do Forces of Destiny for Rose and Paige. Um, I'm looking forward to their story. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm looking forward to um, anything with Poe because damn, um, we're on. But, like, <laughs> um, but I am looking forward to, I, like, overall, just in general, like, I am excited for the story. Like, I'm excited to see you. Um, if she, like uh, I'm ready to see Ray and her training and her process, and then whose hand is she gonna? Whose hand is like is is he is reaching out for? Um, Kylo Ren's reaching out for. Um, but I am excited for Rose Tico and her sister Paige. I have some theories about what's gonna happen to Paige, um, which I don't want to say because it might be a spoiler. I don't know. What it is. It's my theory. Um, you can, I don't. I don't have any inside information on Paige. Okay, but I am concerned about it. I am concerned about Paige. Um, there's a uh, there's a in the trailer because I freeze frame every Asian person in, in the trailer. Um, she's falling, and that kind of concerns me. Um, so I'm like, okay, but I am excited to see their relationship. And I, I think I, I I've said this before, where I I hope we get to see their story and their. Um, their relationship as um, as sisters, and um, it's nice to see that they that they they have like families in there because usually it's like the the only child. Like I know it's like everything's the only child except Luke and Leia, but they didn't know about each other. Mm. But now we get to see siblings kind of together and what happens to families in the in the resistance mm-hmm. um, because everyone tends to die or like 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 orphans like in Rogue One like orphans and there's, there's never really relationships so it's nice to see Paige and Rose um, and their relationship and so I'm looking forward to that and I'm looking forward to their forces of destiny because I'm hoping that their storyline would reflect 
other Vietnamese American families where they were separated in in Asia because of the war and they had to be refugees in America. So I'm kind of reflecting on that. So I thought that was interesting. Yeah. When when is their Forces of Destiny coming out? Um, her book is well. Rose is, is having her own book that's coming out in the fall, like in November, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure when their Forces of Destiny is coming out. I think maybe January. So after the film. Yeah. So oh, after okay. the film. Yeah. But I'm hoping it'll be before. I'm hoping it'll be before. But it, I don't think so. I think it's January. Um, because I want to see their relationship and their story and see if it reflects if they got ideas from like actual refugees too. Yeah, that's. I have to say, one of my favorite things that no one else gets to enjoy in this podcast is every time Laura says Rose Tico, she gets this little smile that's just (laughs) this Rose Tico excitement smile, which it's like, that's my favorite thing about Star Wars is the way it excites, you know, that sort of stuff and, and, and brings people together. We should celebrate whatever brings more people in yeah, and like to have more fun and, and to be inspired. Yeah, definitely. I Rose Tico when she is, when she I notice I do smile a lot when I say her name because it's it's nice to be part of it and to know that Star Wars included us inclusion like the inclusion is important diversity is important and that we are welcomed in this like they see us and we see Star Wars but it's like now they see us too. How can the good people of the internet find your? Uh Find your internet presence. Um, I am on Twitter all the time. So I can vouch for that. As we speak, <laughs> I am on Twitter. Um, I, my, my handle is at L-S-I-R-I-K-U-L, at L-Siri-Cool. Um, like Siri, cool. Um, so, yeah, I'm always on there. I'm always tweeting. So. You, you are. And I have to say, I, I do dog you for tweeting a lot but i i enjoy it so much and (laughs) as i say like it's one of my favorite accounts because i've learned a lot but then like it's there's super fun stuff at at the same time and i think it's you know to put yourself in someone else's shoes and 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 look at star wars from a like a different angle and stuff it teaches you a lot about yourself and and about like the world as as a whole sort of thing yeah um I'm, I'm hoping that I could just share my views on, on, on all the fandoms and, and how much... And I do talk about Rose a lot on my Twitter. So if you want to know fun facts about Rose, <laughs> I probably will have it. <laughs> <laughs> well, and you can know that every time that she tweets the fun fact that she's got a giant grin. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just post it with my picture, like smiling, like Rose. <laughs> well, thanks so much. Mm-hmm. Enjoy The Last Jedi. Yes. And may that force be with you. Hey guys, I hope you enjoyed that really fun and informative episode with Laura Syracuse and her absolute devotion to Rose Tico. It's getting close. It's getting close. If you want to help out the Steel Wars podcast in any way, there are several ways to do it. Uh, The easiest is the new episode announcement tweet and Facebook status is always posted to the top of the feed. If you want to give us a retweet or a share and let people know you're listening to the show and you're enjoying what we're doing, that is the easiest way for us to get new listeners and that is the easiest way to help us out for the content that you have just listened to because it's the listener word of mouth is how we get new 
listeners, you guys. If you're on iTunes, uh, quickly leaving us a sweet five-star review bumps us up the rankings and lets other potential listeners know that we're doing good stuff in Star Wars media. And uh, if you want to see a little visual interpretation of Steel Wars, go at us at youtube.com forward slash Steel Wars. Uh, putting up little highlight clips and little enhanced clips and that sort of stuff as well. And we've got some... I'm working on this new clip that should be pretty informative. So check all that out at uh, youtube.com forward slash Steel Wars. Click subscribe and uh, enjoy, you guys. Uh, the Steel Wars merch store is pumping out orders. Your Snoke Theory sucks. The Porg, Porg, Porg and Porg t-shirt. The Yub Nub tea. The I'm Ray's Parents tea. Plus stickers and all that good stuff at SteelWars.com. If you want to support the podcast in a small financial way and be rewarded with full-length versions of all our back episodes and weekly bonus episodes like the listener Q&A, the call-in show bonus section, and exclusive shows like Making Steel Wars, where Jason Ward and I go into the Star Wars news behind the news, very highly acclaimed bonus podcast, which we are recording a new one today, trying to piece together in what order do all the moments from the trailers occur, which should be a fun experiment. Then go to patreon.com forward slash Steel Wars, and for just $3 a month, you can support the podcast's ongoing production and have access to all the weekly bonus episodes and the 300-plus archive shows back there. Uh, You get an RSS feed, which you can easily paste into your podcast app or catcher of choice, and they just download like any other podcast. It is really smooth and a great way for a couple of your spare dollars to contribute to allow me to keep making these shows for you, which is one of the most rewarding and just happy things in my life while I'm making these shows for you and uh, being able to afford the time that goes into... um, getting them out so thank you guys so much thank you to our hundreds of patreon supporters we really appreciate it my other podcast i love green guide letters it is a comedy podcast where myself and my mates try to review the complaint letters to the australian tv guide uh we have the guys meso and Mr. Sunday Movies from the Weekly Planet. They're going to be on the episode going up tomorrow, which should be really good. I know you guys appreciate them on Steel Wars. So uh, check out I Love Green Guide Letters and uh, hit them up on that. If you're not already a part of the Steel Wars listener Star Wars Safe Haven or whatever it's called, that group is linked to the uh, Steel Wars page on Facebook, or you can get a link on steelwars.com. And uh, you can chat Star Wars with uh, all the people you hear on the call-in show, previous guests, and just just looky-loos, just hanging out there. 
but it's super good and uh, he's got to answer a couple of very easy to answer questions to make sure you're not some sort of crazy spam robot or weirdness. It's so many weird accounts trying to join that group. Very, very strange. Thank you guys so much for your support of the show. I truly appreciate it. And may that force be with you. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean, if you want. It's up to you. Also, for more Star Wars podcasting, check out the Making Star Wars Podcast Network at makingstarwars.net. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.